With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. At 604, welcome in. It is the Todd Bromwell Camp Show with Alex Kuhn with you on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio, 1600 AM, 1075, 1063 FM. The final 6 o'clock hour on the program's history, dating back to July of 2011 when we came on the air as Balbanon and Bromwell Camp and then the APC. And now this version of the show, we are scaling back on Monday to a two-hour show. We'll be on the air from 4 until 6. So this is it. And we are going out with a bang tonight. The big hour brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Steve Anderson and his crew doing great work in Iowa City for over the last 15 years. Rob Howe of HawkeyeNation.com is with us, not braving the elements to make it to Cedar Rapids tonight. Rob, we, we certainly give you a pass on not making it up here. How are things in Iowa City? I have not ventured out yet. When I get off the phone with you guys, I'm going to put the sled out of the driveway and see how we can do getting across the river. Well, we have not one but two now former Hawkeyes who are hoping to continue their football careers in the NFL. And First up tonight, former Hawkeye defensive back Geno Stone, the first of the Hawkeye players to pull the trigger on, on entering the draft early. And Gino, I know we were talking with you in in San Diego at the Holiday Bowl, and I, I think everybody could kind of pick up on where you were leaning, but how how long did it take you to make the decision to leave and test the waters? Uh, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I mean, literally, it took kind of like the last last like last second two weeks after the bull game. Um, I mean, I kind of had a decision like what I what I thought about the whole process. I mean, I had enough information. Uh, throughout the whole process, but I mean, really after the bowl game, I sat down with my family, uh, talked to the coaches a lot, really picked everyone's minds, uh, see what's best for me, and uh, just throughout the whole thing, I mean, um, I just didn't see my stock really rising that much after next year. Uh, that's just how I felt uh, personally, and um, uh, I mean, regardless of the year I had, I feel like I had a pretty good year, solid good year, um, and just looking at the safety class this year, it wasn't that deep, so um, I feel like it's a really good opportunity for me to uh, take my chance in the NFL. Gino, what kind of of feedback have you already gotten from the NFL, and and what is, what is the the biggest thing you want to prove to scouts over this next couple month process that you're about to go through? Yeah, I mean most most of the feedback I got was mid round, um, kind of what I figured I was going to get. Uh, so anywhere in the mid round uh, to late round. But, uh, I mean, throughout the whole process, I just want to prove that, uh, what type of athlete I am. Uh, this is what I'm really training for right now, just basically trying to show them what, what, uh, what kind of 40 I can run and how I can move on the field. Um, just basically show them how, how uh, valuable I can be to their team. Do you know what kind of 40 can you run? Um, I mean, that's what I've been working on right now. I'm actually down to Fort Lauderdale training down here. So, um, I mean, I haven't really ran one. We tested some, but it was – it wasn't uh, like full speed. It was basically just getting a baseline test. Uh, so, I mean, I really don't have a true 40 right now, but sometime before the combine, I have an actual 40 that I know uh, that I'll be close to running. So, 
Um, well, I mean, we have we don't run do about uh, run? Iowa, so it's really hard to tell what what actually I can run right now. What would you like to run? I mean, what do you think would open some eyes? Um, personally, me, I mean, I want to run anywhere, probably try to get a four four anywhere high four four. Uh, but I mean, I'll, I'll still shoot for any anywhere four five five down. Former Hawkeye Geno Stone joining us on KGYM. Geno getting ready to jump into the NFL draft, and we'll see him playing on Sunday, hopefully. What are you What are you going to remember most about your last game in a Hawkeye uniform, that win over USC in San Diego? Uh, I mean, the best the best thing about the whole game, it was, just a, it was a team effort, literally, all around, offense, defense, those teams. Um, I mean, it, it felt like we were all together out there playing that game. Uh, it, it was so fun. You know, we – Literally worked all month for that game. Knew what we had coming in, uh, going into that game. A great opponent, uh, going to a great site. So um, just the overall experience was, was really great. And getting the win was the best part. I mean, our coaches really said all year uh, the best bowl games are the bowl games we win. And overall, we had a great experience there. Uh, San Diego, the Holiday Bowl show, was a great time. But getting the win over USC was really, really, really good. Just because, like I said, it was a team effort, and we executed all, all over the ball. I want to go back to the beginning of the year and kind of through the non-conference when you guys had a bunch of injuries in in the secondary. How, how were you guys able to withstand all of those injuries and and really still have a, a, a pretty unbelievable season as a defensive unit? Yeah, I mean that's that's really when um, all the starters really, I mean all the leaders really uh, helped all the younger guys get get ready. I mean, I know I know we're in the secondary. That's where most of the injuries were. Um, like guys like DJ Johnson, Dane Belton, uh, I mean Riley ended up coming in. He got hurt, but ended up coming back. So like me, me and OJ really helping the guys get ready uh, after Matt went down, and eventually OJ went down. And, uh, just 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 really making sure all the younger guys were ready. That was my job. Uh, I, I got like I talked to Coach Parker all the time, asking who 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 I think should be in the game, uh, who he's thinking, uh, and really just it was on me to really get prepared. Uh, sitting down in the film room, talking things over with him. So, uh, just always making sure everybody's ready. So that's why throughout the spring ball and fall camp, it really helped us a lot. Uh, everybody changed positions, throwing people around, uh, putting people in, with different people on the field together. So just so everyone has that camaraderie out there when you're playing. Do you know who should we have an eye on uh, for stepping in to that strong safety spot? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, it, I mean, it could be an open spot. Uh, Throughout the bull prep, I mean, there was a bunch of guys playing a strong safety spot. Uh, you see anywhere from DJ to Kayvon or even Dane. I mean, there's a bunch of other guys that you never know have come in. I know it's a bunch of good freshmen that come in, uh, especially in Reggie Bracey. I, I know he's a really good kid. So, I mean, you can see anyone really stepping in that spot. I'm looking forward to whoever steps in. Gino, when you made the announcement on Instagram, you talked a lot about playing for Kirk Ferentz. You talked about Chris Doyle. I think you called him the best in the business. But you had quite a lengthy paragraph on Phil Parker and your relationship with the defensive coordinator there, himself a terrific defensive back at Michigan State during his playing years, and talked a lot about the life lessons that you learned from Phil Parker. What were some of those, at least the ones that you can share with us? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, it was really most of my talk sitting down with Coach Parker, and he just—I mean—he's really taught me that. I mean, that life, like life, is short for real. I mean, especially my foot, my football life. You know, 
uh, you really you want to get that opportunity back. He always mentioned to me that college college probably be the best time of your life and all that thing. So when he talked to me about that all the time, it just really made me think a lot. Like, should I come back for another year and all that stuff? But I mean, it it really it hurt it hurt me in a certain place that to leave Coach Parker. Um, I mean, I had a really close relationship this past year just because I was a leader. I sat down with him more, talked talked to him more, just anything general life, school, anything that was going on my my life at the moment. So. Um, and every time I talk to him, he he tells me it's completely true to how he feels about things. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't say enough good things about him, but I mean, everything he really told me, I mean, I don't think much is really I can say on the air, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, just, I mean, I had a lot of respect for Coach Parker. We've talked on this show a lot about how impressive it is year in and year out where you see guys like yourself and, and Amani Hooker and, 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 and Josh Jackson and, and so many defensive backs kind of jump onto the scene, have success right away, and, the, and then go to the NFL. Todd mentioned that, that uh, Coach Parker is a defensive back by trade, a defensive back's coach by trade. How much does he have a hand in the development of so many really good defensive backs at the University of Iowa? I mean, yeah, he's, he's a huge part in that. I mean, as a young guy coming in, you really got to buy into what he's trying to sell you. Um, he's gonna he's gonna tell you everything you need to be to be a great DB at the University of Iowa. He's gonna need to tell you he's gonna tell you everything you need to be to, to play there. And um, him being a defense coordinator, DB coach is really good because I mean you're gonna you're gonna know what you need to know from him because he's a defense coordinator. He's he's the one making all the adjustments. He's the one calling the calls on the field. So uh, I mean I feel like everyone just buying into whatever he's saying uh, really helps us a lot. And then you're getting you're getting coached by him every day. He's gonna give give you uh give you his all, and he's gotta give it back to him. And I feel like if you do that, you turn out really successful. I mean, it shows in the past recent years, and just good guys coming back, like talking to Bob Sanders this year, and him talking about how big of an impact Coach Parker was on his life, calling him he's the best DB coach coach he ever had in his whole life, and that's just it speaks volumes that Coach Parker is a really good coach. You know, and, and just following up on what Todd was asking you earlier, when we talked to you in San Diego and you came out of the locker room, you could kind of tell that you were emotional, that you talked about how, how hard it would be if you did decide to go to leave this culture, to leave the guys that you played with. Was this a, an emotional decision for you? Was it really tough to kind of to get over that, to get to the point where this is going to be best for you, but you're leaving something so good behind? Uh, I mean, yeah, it really was. Uh I mean, I feel like it more was because uh, actually Amir came back to my house after the bull game. He was there for me like for a, like a good week, and uh, I mean it just it just really hit me like, dang, I'm about to lose, couple, I'm about to not be with a couple of my best friends for a whole year, and uh, I mean, I was really I was really on the verge. It was like probably like a couple of days before I actually decided I was on the verge. Like I was like, all right, I'm going back to school. I've talked to my mom and them. I was like, I'm definitely going back to school. I, I don't care what anyone says. And then next day I woke up. They we talked again. Then I flipped. I was like, all right, I want to leave. Then next day I woke up again. It kind of kept flipping back and forth each day. I woke I woke up. So I mean, I just really sat down, made some pros and cons about everything, and uh, I, I mean, I just thought it was the best decision for me to leave. So, so it, it was an emotional decision a, a little bit, just because I mean, I just didn't want to leave what I left behind, uh, all the great memories I, I I made, all my friends and everything like that. So. Um, it was really, it's really a tough decision, but just to get over that hump and actually say I was leaving. Gino, before we let you go, do you ever allow yourself to think about how life would be different if maybe your mom hadn't made you answer that phone call from the Iowa staff and you wound up at Kent State? 
I mean, yeah, I, I think about that all the time. It's kind of crazy. I mean, really just be able to be in this, like, the decision I was in, to be able to make that decision, go to NFL or go back to the University of Iowa. I mean, if I went to Kent State, I probably wouldn't be in that position at all. I'd probably still be going back to my another year of school at Kent State. So, I mean, I'm just, it's really I'm just really thankful for my mother for pushing me to the limits to go see the great University of Iowa and all all the things they really gave me. And uh, I mean, I'm just appreciating my mom a lot. I mean, she's the person that really molded me to the person I am today. Um, her and my grandmother. So I mean, it, it, it speaks. It's, it's, I'm really happy that they uh, pushed me to really go. Gino, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Stay warm down there in Fort Lauderdale. Be glad that you're not up here in Iowa where we're getting blanketed by snow. And we look forward to seeing what's next for you. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Gino Stone joining us, and we will have Torin Young with us here momentarily. And Rob, you and I were both there in, in San Diego. I think the decision was made pretty quickly. Uh, he may have said otherwise, but I think he has had his eye on the NFL for quite some time. Yeah, I think that's kind of where where his head was. But I think, as he just told us, I think there was a part of his heart that just didn't want to leave Iowa City. And and it's easy to get that. I mean, we're around this team a lot. And I think these guys really, you know, they have great relationships and they really pull for each other. And, and you think about it, and, and Alex knows this too with his brother having played, these guys are together pretty much more than they're with anybody else, their girlfriends, their families, anybody. I mean, they're in that locker room and they're working out with Doyle and they're work, working out with each other all year round. And uh, you build some really, really intense bonds. And uh, I think he did what he felt was best. And he told us there that he felt like he wasn't going to improve his draft stock much coming back. And that's, I think all of us kind of speculated that was the reason why he was probably moving on. He threw out a lot of names there, Rob, as as possible replacements, but who do you think the leader in the clubhouse will be? I think it'll be interesting, guys, because I think if they can find somebody to play that cash spot, I think Dane Belton probably fits that strong safety spot best, and he also has a, the most experience of all those guys in the defense to be able to you know, go in there and play the strong safety spot, but I think it remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. I think you know, Kevon Merriweather's an interesting name. He was the starting free safety coming into the year, got hurt, and then Jack Kerner took that spot. So I would probably say Belton and Merriweather are the top two guys. And then maybe D.J. Johnson, who started at cash and played corner when, you know, Hankins was hurt, maybe he can move in and he's better prepared to play that cash spot. But a lot of moving pieces back there. It's going to be an important spring in that secondary. Well, Rob, here's what we're going to do. We'll step aside momentarily, and when we come back, not only will we still have you with us, but we'll have now former Hawkeye running back Torin Young hopping on with us as well. Assuming that's Just about the time Willa Dickens began as a watchmaker at Hertine & Stocker Jewelers, a romantic notion was blooming in 1940s America, the idea that a diamond, like love itself, is precious and lasting. More than ever before, proposals began including twinkling rings and velvet-lined Hertine and Stocker boxes. Decades of engagements and countless shimmering rings later, happy, nervous hands are still accepting these promises of always from Hertine and Stocker. The designs are always modern and fresh, but the service is still as exceptional as it was in those very early days. 
Perhaps that rare blend of present and past is the reason Hertine and Stocker has been voted best jewelry store in Iowa City 10 years running. Stop and see what's sparkling in those famous windows at Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, corner of Dubuque and Washington in downtown Iowa City. Then step inside and say hi to Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of them is always there. Look alive, coach. Are you ready for next season? If you're thinking about coaching K-12 school-sponsored athletics in Iowa, add getting your state certification from Kirkwood Continuing Education to your game plan. Kirkwood handles the required instruction and fingerprinting. Kirkwood coaching authorization and recertification classes are going on now in Cedar Rapids and Iowa City. And now you can also take the classes online. Visit kirkwood.edu slash coaching to get into the game. TCB Pool Hall, it's the real deal. Regulation full-size tables, check. Ten of them. Cold beer, check. 26 rotating taps and another 30-plus brews and bottles and cans. $2 domestic bottles, check. Every day of the week. Nobody fake, nothing filtered. That's the kind of place you want to hang out, right? Check. TCB Pool Hall. Hang out, play pool, drink cold beer. The $2 domestic bottles every day kind. At TCB Pool Hall in the heart of the Ped Mall, downtown Iowa City. One player can't beat an entire field. That's not how the game is played. To win, you need the support, backup, and protection of a team. So when you're ready to make your way in the world, join the team at Smart 263. Their apprenticeship program gives you outstanding training, real support, and a smart game plan for a great paying career. And you earn while you learn. Get details on their apprenticeship program at smart263.org. Sheet Metal Workers 263, helping you win at the game of life. Hills Bank is proud to present Corridor High School Athletics on the gym. Connect with a banker in office or on our HERE app. Hills Bank. Connection is here. Member FDIC. Michigan State looking pretty good against Wisconsin so far. 12 minutes and 30 seconds remaining in the first half at the Breslin Center tonight. Spartans up 7, 12-5, looking to avenge, uh, at least bounce back after that loss to Purdue. Todd Brommel Camp Show with Alex Kuhn with you on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio, 1600 AM, 107.5, 106.3 FM. Rob Howe of com joining us inside the big hour, brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement. And we go from Geno Stone to another now former Hawkeye, Torin Young, hopping on the air with us here. And Torin, we appreciate you taking the time to join us this evening. I think some people were maybe caught a little bit off guard when you made your announcement, but how much uh, how much thought and how much time did you put into making the decision to walk away from the Hawkeyes and and pursue what's next for you in football? Uh, definitely, um, it definitely wasn't an easy decision to make. Um, spent a lot of time thinking of it, uh, thinking about it over you know the end of, towards the end of the bowl game, just uh, the time I got to spend home with family and some of my high school coaches. And like I said, it was a, definitely a tough decision to make. Um, you know. Love the coaching staff here. Love my teammates. Uh, love going to work with those guys every day. Um, so it was definitely tough, but uh, I put a lot of thought and uh, prayer into it, honestly. What's next for you right now? I, I know that, that training for, for the, the draft and, and pro day is something that is is a full-time job. Are you going to be taking classes? Because I know you mentioned that you're, you're hoping to graduate in the spring. What, what are the next few months going to be like for you? Um, so definitely uh, graduating is the number one on my list. Uh, the degree is the most important thing. So I have two more classes to finish up before 
I get that degree. So, yeah, this spring I'll be here in Iowa City um, just finishing up those two classes. I'll be uh, training here at the facility in Iowa with Coach Doyle and the strength staff. Tori, you talked about it being a tough decision. What went into it? What did you weigh? Kind of what, what process did you go through to come up with a final decision? Um, definitely, uh, just, it was definitely tough, but just looking at where I'm at in uh, my career and just being healthy was a, uh, being healthy at this point in my career was a big, uh, big part of the decision, just not having any injuries so far, uh, playing college football. It's a, it's a rough, tough game, as you guys know. So, um, I mean, that was one of the uh, bigger things. And then just, uh, also just having the, uh, me still having the opportunity to get my degree and uh and pursue pursue my dreams at the same time uh help play into the decision now former hawkeye running back Torin young joining us here on eastern iowa's home for espn radio what type of feedback have you gotten so far Torin? oh i mean a lot of, there's a lot that i'm gonna have to work on uh as far as uh my hands and, the, and just a lot of stuff in the passing game as far as uh, pass protection things like that um Speed is always something I can get better at. So uh, things like that. What is wh- what do you want to prove through this process to NFL scouts? Um, definitely that I'm just a, a, a tough, smart, physical player. Just the stuff that we embody here at Iowa. Um, I want to go out and try to make that our make, make that my edge. You know, we talk about you know, in the Iowa football program that we want to make those things an edge when we're going against our opponents. Um, and I think we can, you know, guys definitely carry that to the league um, and into the workforce when they uh, move on from the program. So just, you know, staying true to, you know, who I've been for the past four years here at Iowa. Torin, I've had some fans ask me the possibility of you maybe playing some fullback in the NFL with your size and hard running ability. Is that something you would be open to? And, and what are kind of your feelings on if they, they did ask you to be like a combo back? Definitely. I mean, I just I love the game of football. Um, I've never played the position before, but if there was an opportunity there, um, I definitely would take it. Uh, I just love the game of football and just want to do everything I can to put myself in position to continue playing. Torin, take us inside the running back room this year. You guys had a lot of talent in there. It seemed like you guys had fun out there on the field, but what was it like week in and week out as you guys were preparing and then especially late in the season when the winds kept mounting, and, and you guys knew you had a shot at contributing to a 9-10 win season. Definitely. Um, our running back room, we very deep with talent. Um, all a great group of guys. We love competing, love coming to work every day. Um, and it was kind of you just never knew, you know, who was who was going to have their number called that day and whose game, who, you know, every game it was like someone else was, you know, having a great game. So it was definitely you never knew going into the game, uh, but – that's what kept it interesting and just knowing that you always got to be ready for your number to be called. Is there a moment or two that sticks out that you're going to remember the most about your career? Uh, definitely just the moments in the locker room. I know a lot of guys talk about that, but, um, you know, in those moments after a win in the locker room and you're with your brothers and you, you celebrate with your coaches and teammates and just the whole program, you know, in those moments, that's where, you know, the, uh, the early morning lifts are paying off. That's where the conditioning and, you know, the uh, endless hours of meetings that you do, that's where it all pays off is just in the locker room when you're celebrating a win with your teammates. Those, 
you know, you can't trade those feelings in for anything. Thorne, it was obvious you were one of the uh, the leaders on this team. Coach Ferris brought you to Chicago, so I assume you were the leader in the running back room. Um, what what did you kind of do with Tyler Goodson to kind of get him ready to play, and, and what did you see from him just in terms of growth throughout the season? Um, definitely. Um, he uh, he did a great job of learning the uh, playbook and you know getting in there, and, uh, you know, asking questions and and uh, getting reps early on in camp uh, definitely helped. So uh, he did a great job of coming in and just learning and uh, being all in with the mental aspect of the game. Um, so, yeah, he did, he did a really good job with that. Torin, what was it like to work with Tyler Goodson this year, and, and what can Hawkeye fans, what do you think they can expect to see from him in the years to come? Because it was a pretty good debut for him this year. Definitely. Um, he's just a hardworking kid. He loves this game of football. Um, and, you know he's going to work his butt off. He's going to continue to get better. Um, he's not going to he's not going to settle for his performance uh, this past season. He'll definitely be looking to grow and build on that. When you look at your 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 future now, what is it that what style of 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 back do you do you see in the NFL? It, it always seems like there's a. There, there's a role for a power back. There, there's, there's a role for for somebody like like a Derrick Henry, like like some of these other guys that can go out there and get the tough yards. Can you envision yourself in that spot? Um, definitely, that's what I would, uh, you know, want to pride myself on is being just a, you know, a, t- a tough, big, physical running back, a, a guy that can, uh, you know, move the chains, and you know, it's not always pretty, but you know, you're running between the tackles and you're getting those four, five-yard runs, three-yard runs, you know, just to help uh, move the chains. Tarn, what, uh, what degree will you have come May, and, and what do you want to do after your uh, your football career is over? Um, so I will be receiving uh, a sports and recreation management degree. Um, and I, I've spent a lot of time working with uh, nonprofits. Uh, I worked with Fifth Ward Saints North, which is located out here in Iowa City. Um, I worked with the Boys and Girls Club of Dane County. So um, I really am doing nonprofit work um, and just the sport and rec uh, aspect of that. My dream would be to start my own nonprofit someday and, you know, use sports to uh, cater to the youth and uh, members of the community to help create opportunities for them. Torn, other than Kinnick Stadium, what was your favorite place to play as a Hawkeye? Well, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I I definitely say oh, that's tough. That we played in a lot of great stadiums, whether that be um, you know in Penn State, playing in Penn State or Madison. Um, got to play in Michigan State, got to play in Michigan. Um, but I definitely, I'd probably say Madison, just with that being my hometown and me growing up and you know going to some Badger games. Um, it was definitely cool to be able to play against some of my old teammates and some kids I played against in high school, as well as just getting the opportunity to play in front of teachers, coaches, and all of my family. So uh, probably, yeah, Camp Randall. Nate Stanley finished his up his career up, and it, 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 we we've talked to him for three years. He's a he's a man he's a man of few words. He's not necessarily a, a guy that, that that is is the most vocal. But what was it like being a teammate with him for for uh, uh, as long as you guys were together? It was it was really fun. Um, you know his toughness was huge. He uh, he made so many tough huge plays, and it just made you you know you you, you uh, 
instantly, you know, you want to you want to run through a wall, run through a wall for a guy like that. Um, his leadership, he's selfless, um, he's just smart. And just watching him grow over our four years here was really fun to be a part of. And like you said, he's a quiet guy, but you know, as he's gotten more com- more and more comfortable, um, you know, you, you really saw that, and it, it was really fun to watch. We have seen on the same thing, Torin. Was it tough? Is it tough thinking to yourself that you're not going to be in that locker room anymore with those guys that you know? You, I hear you guys call each other brothers, and you know you're with each other all year all year round. Is it kind of a little bit in the heart that 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 portion of your life is over? It's definitely uh, tough, and it, you know it's an emotional thing to think about. Um, and an, another thing about it is you 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 know for the last four years this is all we've known. You know you wake up, you come over to the football building. You're practicing or lifting or meeting or, and you're with these guys and, you know, you, you go through some struggles with these guys. You go through some happy times and good times with the, these guys and it's really family. So, you know, it's like it's like leaving leaving home uh, all over again. So it's definitely tough. It's definitely an emotional thing. But, um, you know, that, that's a part of the uh, process and a part of the game. Uh, you know, people, you got to move on some, at some point. You can't hold on to it forever. Well, Torin, we hope that professional football works out for you, but if it doesn't, it certainly sounds like you've got plans to do big things with your life. We wish you all the best, and we appreciate you taking the time to join us tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That's former Hawkeye running back Torin Young. And, Rob, how about that? He wants to start his own nonprofit organization. You don't hear that too many too often from, from players. Yeah, another cat of a human being coming out of the Iowa football program. <laughs> These guys... These guys make me feel bad on what I'm doing with my life when they come out and do these things in their own communities, and that's really admirable. That, but it doesn't surprise me. You guys have got to know Torn Young too, and there's a reason why he was one. I think one of two freshmen on the leadership council uh, his freshman year, obviously, and I believe he's been on the leadership council all the all the years he was here. And then, obviously, as I mentioned, Kurt took him to Chicago, which. Not many juniors get a chance to do so. He's very highly thought of in the Iowa football program, and I, I'm with you, Todd. I think he's going to do some big things in his life, whether it's on the football field or beyond. And I thought he handled things really well this year as Tyler Goodson emerged, and it was pretty clear that he was going to cut into the playing time of everybody else in that backfield. You never really heard him complain, and you didn't hear him say a negative word there uh, wrapping up his time as a Hawkeye either. No, and I bet you if you ask Tyler Goodson – how Torin Young helped him, he would probably go on a long dissertation of all the ways that, that, and that's just kind of the culture they've built there. It's not foolproof, but for the most part, those guys are selfless and they're trying to make, they're trying to win football games, whatever it takes. And uh, they know, I mean, I'm sure they saw Tyler Goodson come in this summer and were like, man, he's pretty good. And then obviously as Torin said, he got into the playbook and started to understand what he was supposed to be doing out there and his responsibilities so, yeah, I, 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 whenever these guys end up losing playing time to younger guys or get beat out or get hurt, you always feel for them. But also uh, a whole lot of respect for how they carry themselves. Rob, I'm going to have Alex do a big board, and we'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll get your thoughts on Iowa basketball tonight against Michigan, if that sounds okay with you. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, Alex. The Iowa men's basketball team is back at Har- Carver-Hawkeye Arena on a Friday night, and it's snowing. Does this sound familiar? The Hawkeyes are also playing a nationally ranked team like they were just seven days ago. This time it's number 19 Michigan that's in town. 
The Iowa Hawkeyes are looking to force a season split with the Wolverines as the two teams met on December 6th in Ann Arbor, a game Michigan won 103-91. The status of Michigan's second-leading scorer Isaiah Livers looks bleak at this point as he's missed four consecutive games with a groin injury. The Iowa women's basketball team won a thriller last night in Minneapolis, 76-75 to over Minnesota in a game in which they trailed at by 13 points with just eight minutes remaining. Iowa took a lead on an Alexis Civilian three-point jumper with eight seconds remaining. They then fouled Minnesota's Godiva Hubbard with .7 seconds remaining, sent her to the free-throw line with a chance to tie the game for some reason. After Hubbard missed the first free-throw, she made the second, and that effectively allowed the Hawkeyes to hold on and improve to 14-3 and on the season and 5-1 in the Big Ten. The Cedar Rapids Rough Riders are on the road this weekend for two games against the Muskegon Lumberjacks. One game tonight, one game tomorrow. Both puck drops scheduled for 7.05 p.m. As I mentioned, it's snowing. That has effectively wiped out the entire high school basketball slate, and that includes our games on KGYM tonight and tomorrow afternoon. With the cancellation tomorrow afternoon, you'll be able to hear Gary Rima's call of UNI and Bradley. All right, quick timeout. When we come back, we'll get Rob's thoughts on whether the Hawkeyes can hold serve at home tonight at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Back with more after this. Every dang time. You need to call to make an appointment somewhere, and you remember right after the place closes. Linder Tire gets it. So now you can make your appointment online at lindertire.com. You can even see your tire options by typing in your license number. Schedule any Linder Tire appointment at lindertire.com. Keep your ride in good shape for the season with everything from oil change to alternator check. And find this month's specials at lindertire.com. Linder Tire in Iowa City, North Liberty, and Grinnell. Enjoy winter sports and winter smart rock on KGYM and Smart FM. Curling and curling up with great smart rock. Ice fishing. And catching some smart rock on Smart FM. Speed skating. And getting smart rock to your radio fast. Winter sports outdoors and warm smart rock in the lodge. Keep your radio tuned to KGYM and Smart FM. Get ready for the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Squares sweepstakes. The largest official game of Super Bowl Squares ever with millions of dollars in prizes. And best of all, it's free to enter. Every score change during Super Bowl 54 pays out $50,000. That's right, touchdowns, field goals, safeties, even extra points. We'll draw one lucky winner from the corresponding square to win $50,000. It could be you! Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half million dollars they could use toward their dream home. One way to enter, two ways to win. See rules and enter now at Rocket Mortgage squares.com then tune in february 2nd to see if you win rocket mortgage official mortgage sponsor of super bowl 54 no purchase necessary 18 years or older except alabama nebraska and mississippi ends january 30th licensed all 50 states nmls number 3030 the nfl is not sponsored promotion in any way in search of a battery that won't let you down even in the lowest temperatures We've got you covered at America's number one battery destination. At AutoZone, we have the proven tough Duralast batteries you need to drive with peace of mind this winter. They're tested in extreme conditions, which means you can count on them to deliver when you need them most. Stop in today or visit AutoZone.com and we'll help you find the start you're looking for. 
Based on data from the MPD Group Incorporated, car care track 12 months ending December 2018. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who deserves to win big this season? My two cents, good drivers. I mean, that's why there's Snapshot from Progressive. Let's go to Rick for some confusing metaphors. Look, if you put a classically trained cellist in a garage band and you tell him to play for Lehman Young, I guarantee you, the meat on that burrito ain't gonna light the candle. Thanks for clarifying, Rick. If you're a good driver, there's no other way to say it. You deserve discounts with Snapshot. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. 6.39, the final break of the final 6 o'clock hour here on the Todd Brownell Camp Show with Alex Kuhn with you for the next few minutes. And then on Monday... This show is on the air from 4 to 6. The Big Hour brought to you by Hawkeye Title and Settlement, Steve Anderson and his crew in Iowa City. And we're happy to have Rob Howe of Hawkeye Nation on board with us. And Rob will be moving this segment to the 5 o'clock hour next Friday moving forward. I know you're working on getting A.J. Epinesa hopefully to agree to join us and, and maybe another former Hawkeye as well. But before we let you worry about traversing uh, one side of Iowa City to Carver-Hawkeye Arena tonight. These two teams, Michigan and Iowa, that are going to be scoring off in about an hour and a half, they're in different spots than they were in early December when they played that Big Ten opener, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting talking to the to Coach McCaffrey and the players yesterday and them pointing out all the ways that the two teams are different. Iowa with his injuries, um, Michigan with, you know, missing livers, um, you know, and Franz Wagner, when Iowa played them, he was just, I think, coming back or just starting to get into a groove. So he's played pretty well as of late. But um, I asked all those guys yesterday kind of what what needs to happen this time that didn't happen the first time. And, and you could tell they were all annoyed that they gave up 103 points. That was uh, the worst defensive effort this season by far. Um and they said it all starts with Xavier Simpson, and I don't think they're breaking any news there. they got to stop Xavier Simpson. Yeah, how big of a night is this for, for Joe Toussaint, who didn't have a, a, a great night against Northwestern? And, and, Rob, we've talked about it. It's going to be a big test. Every time he goes up against one of the better and more veteran point guards in the Big Ten, Xavier Simpson tonight. Yeah, leads the, leads the conference at 8.9 assists per game. Um, it just makes everything go for them. Um, the good thing, I think, Alex, is Bakari Evelyn's starting to get into a groove. He's starting to get into a flow now, and both of the, the games where Joe has struggled recently, Bakari's come in and played well against Maryland and Northwestern. So it's nice having a, you know, a fifth-year guy being able to plug him in there. So if one of those guys can play, they're not probably not going to play Simpson to a draw, but at least have a decent game against him. That kind of evens the field a little bit more because, as we know, Michigan's got to deal with Garza, who dropped 44 on him last time. And it's interesting because Michigan, I'm wondering if teams are starting to scout Michigan and figure out ways because they're not guarding the post very well at all. Um, It's not just Garza. Everybody is eating them up inside. And it's kind of Jawan Howard's NBA pedigree philosophy to run opponents off of that three-point line and it opens things up in the paint if they do that again tonight Garza may go for seven we were talking about Connor McCaffrey do you like what they're doing with him and is it almost to the point where you don't want to mess with success kind of have him playing off the ball and 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 allowing him to do what he's good at the 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 post entries kind of getting the the ball moving He, he seems to have found a role with this team 
I do, Alex. I like him in that four spot with the four guard lineup, and you've got and, and it looked really good the other night when you had Garza in the paint, and then you had Frederick and Wieskamp spreading the floor, and then you had McCaffrey and and Toussaint or Bakari Evelyn dribble penetrating, trying to, to force the action a little bit. And you got to make a decision on defense now. Am I going to double down on Garza and leave Wieskamp or Frederick open on the outside? What am I going to do with McCaffrey? Is Toussaint going to get all the way to the basket? Iowa's a tough tough guard right now. They really are, especially uh, as long as C.J. Frederick holds up. Him coming back was just, just I know you guys have probably talked about it, just enormous. Well, the guys who are at Carver-Hawkeye Arena already are reporting that Isaiah Livers is out on the floor warming up for Michigan. Do you think we see him tonight? It's interesting. Um, one of the Michigan reporters tweeted yesterday that he was out, and then a few minutes later tweeted that Juwan Howard kind of uh, went reversed that and said that he could play. He's, he's kind of the C.J. Frederick piece that Michigan's been missing. I mean, he leads, he's missed four games, and he still leads them with 29 three-pointers made. He shoots 50% from behind the arc. He's enormous. If he plays tonight, even if he gives them 20 minutes, that's a that's a big uh, that's a big shot in the arm for them. This is a team, Michigan, that started seven and zero, and they're now eleven and five. So they need they need a boost right now. Yeah, has this last four game stretch just shown how how big he is for that team? Yeah, I think so, Alex. And and you know we talked about um, you know Iowa's ability to have a couple guys on the outside. If you put Brooks and um, livers on the outside, then you've got the penetrator and Simpson and Teske inside. It gives you that one more element to be able to shoot that three pointer and open things up for Teske a little bit more inside and open up penetration a little bit more for Simpson. So, yeah, he comes back tonight. That's a big, big bonus. What do you? What would you expect the crowd size to be uh, looking like tonight at Carver? Well, looking out my window, not, not very big. <laughs> um, but you know what? And, and I heard you guys talking about this earlier in the show. I call these the NIT crowds. These are the cover crowds that show up when I was in the NIT at home and really, really want to be there. And they're loud. Even if it's seven, eight, nine thousand, they can be louder than when that place is full. When you look at this team with CJ Frederick on the floor, I'm assuming that this is the team they have moving forward. Does it does it not sort of look like an NCAA tournament team to you? Yeah, I think so, Alex. I mean, it's it's hard to know just because the Big Ten is just so goofy. I mean, you look at Purdue goes into Illinois and just gets spanked, and then they knocked them, knocked a snot out of Michigan State last week in West Lafayette. It's just hard to know what's going to happen other than it's really hard to win on the road. But good thing for Iowa is I think Iowa travels pretty well. They've got they've got a team that, that can play pretty well on the road, and I like the makeup of the team. They're tough. I mean, they've been through a lot of adversity this year, and they just keep coming, and that's that's something I don't think you can teach, and I think Fran really feels fortunate to have a group of guys this year that just are going to run through a brick wall and aren't going to back down. Rob, before we let you part ways, so you've got a little extra time to get across town to Carver-Hawkeye Arena, we get to talk with Kirk Ferentz on Monday, sort of a season wrap-up news conference. Other than discussing the guys that are on their way to the NFL draft, A.J. Epinesa, Tristan Wirfs, Geno Stone, now Torin Young, what do you think we'll hear from Kirk? Well, I think this is where we kick off the, the post-Nate Stanley, who's the quarterback, and just go crazy for the next eight months over – Spencer Petrus, and is anybody going to be able to challenge him? And what's that position? Because that's 
that's the front porch of the program, whoever that quarterback is. So I think that's going to take up a lot of the discussion on, on what, what he thinks, how far along he thinks Petrus is at this point, and what he has to do moving forward into the season. Um, and then just the hot spots, like we talked about with Geno, you know, that secondary. You miss Ojemudia, you miss Geno Stone. Um, who's, you know, who, what are you doing on the defensive line? I mean, you look at it, they've lost seven starters on the defensive line the last two years. They lost the four starters last year, and Grant and Epinesa was like a starter last year. But And then the three guys this year, Epinesa, Lattimore, and Reef. there's a lot of question marks on that defensive front, and then you lose worse, and you got to fill in on, and be better at guard. Um, a lot of question marks for this team, so I think there'll be plenty to discuss on Monday. Well, Rob, we look forward to having you on with us again next Friday and again a little earlier. We'll be with you in the 5 o'clock hour. Thanks a lot. Yep, and I lined up worse for next week, trying to get Epinesa. He's in Hawaii. Lucky him. Yeah, I saw him. He was posing with Tua at the Polynesian Bowl, so I I think he's probably enjoying himself. He's got better things to do than worrying about us. So Tristan Wirfs on with us next Friday in the 5 o'clock hour. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, guys. See ya. You can follow Rob's coverage from Carver Hawkeye Arena tonight at HawkeyeNation.com. So Isaiah Livers on the court, warming up for the Wolverines. And as Rob pointed out, he's sort of there. C.J. Frederick, getting him back tonight would be a big boost for Michigan. That would be a huge boost for them. They're their best shooter, really one of their, their, their best players. And you, you talk about college basketball and basketball be in general being driven by shooters, and that's what he is for this team. So if he's out there, I think it's going to make this game a lot more interesting than if he if he weren't. I think that Iowa, as I said, would 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 cover up that number of five pretty easily. Um, if if he's not out there, I still think that they're going to take care of business tonight at home against this Michigan team, but. Uh, that that Isaiah Livers return it, it can't be overstated. Just as we talked about C.J. Frederick, pe- people are like, "You're making C.J. Frederick out to to be Larry Bird or something." No, it's not about that. It's about the number of bodies that they have, and it's about what he does to space the floor and open things up for everyone else. And we saw that factor in Evanston, and for Michigan, it's much of the same with Isaiah Livers. Remember earlier tonight when I said that plus nine with Wisconsin at East Lansing seemed like it was a a trap? Michigan State's up 33-20 on the Badgers with 14 seconds left in the first half. So if the Spartans can continue doing what they are doing in the first half, they will cruise to a victory tonight, and it'll be up to the Hawkeyes to continue that amazing stretch of play by Big Ten home teams so far this season, Iowa still favored over the Wolverines by five and a half points tonight. Some football news to pass along before we get on out of here for the weekend. Jason Garrett, officially the new offensive coordinator for Joe Judge and the New York Giants. So Jason Garrett, the former Dallas Cowboys head coach, has a new job. He'll stick around oh, nice. in the league as the offensive coordinator. Gets to go from Ezekiel Elliott to Saquon Barkley. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah, and a lot of great offensive minds in New York right now uh, with Jason Garrett and Adam Gase. It's a fantastic time Just, to be a New York football fan. The Adam Gase stuff, is it speaks for itself. Alex did a good job of tackling that early on in the program. 
If you missed anything from today's show, we will have the podcast available for you online. You can also vote in our poll question. It is still pertinent because tip-off is an hour away. What do you think happens at Carver-Hawkeye Arena tonight? Does Iowa win at home or does Michigan pull off a victory on the road? The poll question is brought to you by Emil's Hideaway, and you can find them on First Avenue Southeast behind Taco John's and next to the Home Depot. The weather is bad enough that if I were heading out somewhere tonight, I would call ahead and make sure that they're not planning on closing early and sending their employees home just to be on the safe side. We are supposed to bring you high school basketball tonight. As you may or may not have surmised, those games are off, as are most of the games across eastern Iowa, not only for tonight, but many of tomorrow's activities and events postponed or canceled as well. So check with your local school district. We've got for you, you and I, and Bradley tomorrow, as well as Iowa State and Texas Tech. And when we reconvene on Monday, Alex, it's the start of a new era. This is it, the final time that we have been entrusted with doing a three-hour program. This this program, since it came into existence in 2011, has always been three hours. The only thing changing, though, is the time that we're on the air from 4 until 6 instead of 4 until 7 beginning on Monday. I I don't think people are even going to notice a change. That may or may not be a good thing, depending on how you feel about me and the program. But nothing changes. Same great guests. We'll have Mac McCausland. We'll have John Walters. We'll have plenty of time for texts and phone calls. We just get out of here a little earlier. Yeah, that's I I, I think it's going to make things tighter. I think it's going to make things... Uh, e- I believe it's going to be even better, uh, personally. So I, I'm excited about Monday, and as you said, not much change changes from a tactical standpoint, and we we go full steam ahead. Uh, I am excited to head out to the parking lot and clean my car off and yeah, get home too. tonight. And once I'm home tonight, I'm not going anywhere. I may hunker down. We may be inside all weekend until... Monday. So be safe out there. If you're making your way to Carver Hawkeye Arena tonight, a reminder, free parking for everybody who's going to the game. It does look like it's a Spartan crowd so far, no pun intended, with the Michigan Wolverines in town. Hawkeyes tipping off a little after 8 o'clock on FS1. We will, of course, recap it with Mac McCausland coming up on Monday. Iowa State, Texas Tech tomorrow. John Walters, play-by-play voice of the Iowa State Cyclones, with us at 4.30. Your texts and phone calls, it's all coming up on Monday as the Todd Brommelkamp Show with Alex Kuhn transitions to a two-hour program. Have a great weekend. We'll talk with you then. Sarah Spain here. Now that I'm married and I have a mortgage, I need to start thinking about things like buying life insurance. Life insurance can help pay off a mortgage or send the kids to college. It's peace of mind. Think you can't afford it? Chances are 